is Aldrin Sampia on Beyond the Headline. Ten past four in Riawa, 0614-104107. And you can also drop me an X at Aldrin Sampia. Our studio line is 86 So it's all systems go and the parliament says it's ready to host at the State of the Nation address, which takes place later on this evening. Yesterday, uh, the National Assembly Speaker, Nosivio Mapisa Ngakula, and NCOP Chairperson Amos Masondo briefed the media on the state of readiness for the State of the Nation address and the handover to the seventh administration of the Democratic South Africa. Muloto Mutapo is the spokesperson for Parliament and now joins us in studio. Muloto, good afternoon. Thank you so much for making time for us. Yeah, no, good to see you, man. Welcome to. Parliament. Hey, actually, yeah, address. You are never here, so for a change, it's good to see you here. Yeah, I was, I was, I was actually yeah. saying to the listeners earlier on as well that you know the last time I I covered State of the Nation address was when it was still at the parliamentary precinct. Yeah, and well, thank uh, you for unboycotting us. <laughs> <laughs> It's good to see you. <laughs> I didn't boycott you. It's management that decides who goes and, who goes uh, and covers you... it. Uh, I, know, I know it's management that decides who goes and covers these things, you know. But anyway, we yeah. are here. Mm-hmm. Um, the EFF is actually boycotting. I don't know if you saw this statement um, that yeah. they've issued, and this is in relation, of course, after the High Court decision as well as um, they weren't successful in that application. But now we're speaking to Marshall Damini, and he's saying that, hey, um, the courts are being controlled by the ANC, um, and the courts are there to protect um, the president of the country, Cyril Ramaphosa. But your reflections on how Parliament handled this issue around the rules, and how Parliament also decided mm. um, around the sanctions that were meted out against the EFF MPs, mm. because Marshall is saying that um, the decision was taken um, last year already, mm. um, including what the sanctions should be. Why did Parliament wait so long? to only have the sanctions imposed in February. Mm. No, look, uh, I think uh, these uh, sanctions are very important. They are in terms of uh, the Powers and Privilege Act, and uh, we are pleased that the court has have actually uh, endorsed the correctness of the decision that Parliament has taken. Um, the decisions of the Powers and Privilege Committee and the adoption subsequently uh, by, of those recommendations by the National Assembly, um, uh, by the Houses of Parliament, were taken, I think, uh, around uh, towards the end of the year. Mm-hmm. Uh, so the sanctions, by their very nature, they are punitive. They are intended to discourage a particular conduct, and they have to bite. Now, um, if uh, they are intended to bar you uh, or any member of parliament who has transgressed uh, the rules from uh, attending uh, the business of the house, uh, the sittings of the house, why should they be... It would not make sense that they start running when there is no sitting. Because uh, if... Uh, uh, to what city uh, a sitting are you going... Are you being banned or... Uh, uh, bad from if uh, uh, there is no sitting at all. Mm-hmm. So, um, in order for them to really have effect, um, they have to uh, apply when there are sittings of the House. And it is a very first sitting uh, of the two Houses of Parliament. And uh, it makes perfect sense that uh, they have to apply uh, mm-hmm. to this sitting so that. Uh, 
they are biting and they discourage the kind of behavior that we have seen uh, at the 2023 State of the Nation address. So I think the manner in which uh, it was uh, applied and their arguments were rejected uh, by the court and the court endorsed the manner in which uh, uh, the House uh, is applying this sanction. Yeah. Any eventualities that you anticipate today? Well, we don't have the EFF, of course, um, so we probably might not see what happened last year. Um, but anything at all that Parliament has been alerted to that may take place? No, no, no. Parliament has not been alerted. I think one of the arguments uh, that uh, the EFF advanced before the Western Cape High Court was that um, uh, the sanctions are actually infringing on the rights of uh, the uh, caucus or the public representatives of the EFF to participate in the State of the Nation address. And that is an argument that the court uh, rejected because we are talking about only six members of parliament. So mm -hmm. the rest of the caucus 40-something or so uh, are still allowed to attend the State of the Nation address. Their seats are reserved. Is it unfortunate that they've decided not to attend? It is their decision and we respect that decision. The State of the Nation address will continue and uh, as we have been saying throughout, that is all systems go. Uh, this is a culmination of months of hard work to put together uh, an event of this nature. Mm -hmm. As you know, uh, it's much easy, it's much tricky, uh, 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 tricky uh, as compared to the prison, the normal prisons of Parliament to organize an event of this nature because you are getting a hall that is not intended for the sittings of Parliament, you have to put all the infrastructure, the broadcasting infrastructure, the branding, uh, design the entire or create a precinct around uh, the hall uh, and, 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 and uh, uh, be declared as a precinct of Parliament in terms of the Powers and Privilege Act. So all that work that has come together and uh, we are ready to welcome the guests uh, in a few minutes time, I think half past four, the mm -hmm. members of Parliament will be arriving, the guests will be arriving and thereafter followed by the president uh, um, uh, close to 7 o'clock uh, for the delivery of the State of the Nation yep. address. Yeah. Is, it, is it more expensive to have the State of the Nation address here? We understand that around $6.5 is uh, budgeted for, yep. um, for, for, for the State of the Nation address. Yep. But is it more expensive to have it here than to have it at the parliamentary? No, no, no absolutely. Because uh, at the, um, uh, the prisons of parliament, as we know them, uh, we don't have to pay for the broadcast infrastructure. It's already installed there. It's, it's, uh, it's already installed. Um, so here we have to pay, and it's one of the cost drivers, because uh, um, per day we are paying service providers. And we did go through a competitive uh, procurement process where we get uh, the lowest uh, quotation um, that is able, but to, uh, who are competent to do the work. So they are charging around uh, between 800, 900 or so, uh, thousand uh, per day. So you can imagine that we are having the State of the Nation address, we are having the two days of uh, uh, the debate yeah. uh, by the members of parliament on the State of the Nation address, followed by the reply by the president to the debate of the members of parliament. Then we've got another additional day of uh, uh, the week after, uh, where the Minister of Finance will be coming to uh, present the budget speech. So it's about how many days? Four. Uh, so you can imagine that uh, uh, if you are mm. paying just for broadcast infrastructure alone, uh, between 800,000 uh, to 900,000, uh, you can see 
uh, how much you are likely to spend at the end of yeah. the day. But we don't know if whether we will be able to spend, uh, we are going to spend the whole amount. That is what it is budgeted, but we will be able to reconcile how much we have actually spent uh, and then communicate that. Okay. Um, let's speak about Parliament and Parliament's uh, processes. Um, there was a constitutional court judgment that came out last year, and this was on the Immigration Act that was supposed to have been um, amended. And in that judgment, um, the DG, there's a reference that is made to what the DG said around why they couldn't um, fast-track the amendment of that particular act with the Immigration Act. And he then says the reason that that couldn't happen was because um, an election was coming up in 2019 and because um, you have your MPs um, who have the caucus work that they have to do, but because it is an election that is coming up, they don't necessarily have the time to process um, some of these um, some, some, some of these legislations. Just quickly want to read from the judgment, and I'd love to hear uh, the response from you. It says here, the explanation that MPs became preoccupied from October 2018 with the looming national elections of 2019 and were unable to attend uh, the passing the passing the remedial legislation is disconcerting. It is a grim acknowledgement on the face of it that campaigning for re-election was far more important to members of parliament than meeting the deadline for the enactment of remedial legislation. Um, does parliament take some responsibility when it comes to um, what is on the parliament's agenda and what is expected of MPs? Because this is another issue that has been raised, that even that the reason that South Africa got grey-listed is because parliament or the committees were unable to fast-track the legislation. Yeah, I think uh, at the end of the day, and that's the reason why we've got uh, the leader of government business, uh, that we have got, uh, it's a very important interface between parliament and the executive, mm -hmm. because uh, parliament has got its own program. It's at any given time, there are lots of um, um, uh, bills that uh, the committees are dealing with. And of course, uh, we always endeavor to prioritize uh, those that are a consequence of uh, the uh, the ruling of the courts uh, because there are time frames attached to them. So, for instance, uh, now we are left with only a few months before the elections. Yep. There are a number of uh, uh, bills that uh, committees are dealing with, and uh, there is ongoing discussion within committees, within the with the lead of government business, uh, the deputy president, Masha Dillon, with uh, various sponsoring departments who are sponsoring these uh, bills to say, because it, it is not practical, for instance, to pass around 30 uh, bills before, because you have to do justice uh, to each of all uh, those bills. And it is important, therefore, that uh, we have a, a, a discussion as to say, um, which bills must be prioritized? Which ones can we practically be able to conclude? Uh, because also, if you are not going to do a quality work on any bill, uh, they run the risk of being reviewed by the very court yeah. as well. So every work that we do, to, to, to work on a bill is not easy. You have to take it on public hearings. Mm. You have to give South Africans the length and breadth of South Africa sufficient time to... Uh, Even with the uh, Electoral uh, Act. The yes, yeah. exactly. So there is a lot of work that these committees are, are working uh, inundated with. And I will tell you, between December, for instance, uh, November and now, you will have found that uh, the executive, the departments will have uh, flooded the committees with uh, uh, these bills. Mm -hmm. And uh, that's why this discussion is important to say, 
how do we prioritize? Which ones do we prioritize? Which ones can we practically uh, have you be regressed, able to do? Do you think? No, 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 no. We have not regressed at all. If you look at uh, uh, the bills that we have been passing, they have been increasing. Of course, some of them uh, requires a lot of work, uh, a lot of attention. There are certain bills that require just a uh, one line from the court to say, um, uh, just. Uh, effect in this one yeah, line yeah. and then uh, uh, they are much faster but others you know like NHI you had to go through the whole process uh, hear the views of the public uh, in all the provinces uh, the, the stakeholders you know interest groups civil society and all those so it's quite a lot of work but of course it's always regrettable if we are unable to be able to do certain things Just but just yeah. a, sorry, just a quick final one. Again, on the EFF, they're going to the Constitutional Court to have the decision by Parliament um, in December 2022 um, set aside on the adoption of the Parapara report. Um, what's Parliament's take on this? Would you be challenging the EFF on it? They have no. cited Parliament and yeah. they have cited the Speaker, of course. Well, of course, uh, uh, as you will know, it's a new matter. Um, 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 and uh, once we are served with uh, the papers, uh, we will review, we will put uh, a council uh, of parliament that will look at uh, uh, their affidavits and advise the speaker on the appropriate course of action. Yeah, mm. but um, parliament is clear that as far as you're concerned, the processes that were followed were rational. No, 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 absolutely. I mean, uh, uh, the issue around Palapala, you will recall that uh, it was not... Uh, you know, shortcut at all. It followed a due process. Parliament has created uh, its own guidelines on mm. how to deal with this issue as informed by that provision in the Constitution. So it was given to an independent uh, panel uh, that was constituted of uh, legal minds. Uh, it conducted its work. It was given space to do so. Extension, it came. It was interrogated in Parliament. And then parliamentarians took a decision. Yeah. Yeah. So whichever decision those parliamentarians took, parliament doesn't get involved in what informed that decision. Well, whichever parliament they, is they, constituted they, they. of parliamentarians. <laughs> so parliamentarians and parliament are the same thing. So whatever that parliamentarians take, which becomes the resolution yeah. of the house, then it becomes uh, the decision of the institution. Yeah. But, yeah. but does parliament at all reflect on political parties and the caucus is trying to circumvent the rules? Well, uh, as you will recall, I mean, this is not uh, a decision of one political yeah. party. Uh, it was uh, a multi-party decision, and that's what parliament is about. There will be those that agree, there will be those that uh, do not agree with uh, a motion, a proposed motion, but at the end, a decision will have to be taken by, uh, through a democratic process, and that's what it's all about. Thank you so much for your time. Moloto Muntapo is the spokesperson for Parliament. Thank you so much.